Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, I am glad you joined us today. This is the first time we've been uh, able to broadcast from the studio since the coronavirus broke out, and I'm happy to be here. Uh, As you probably know, if you listen to our advertisements, I am so grateful, as is Eileen, who is the development director who's with me today. We are grateful for so much that you have done for us. And I'm talking about your prayers, your kind words, the the donations as well. But uh, trust me, we are we are more than grateful. Remember, we are a people that God has brought together. And so, uh, as as the things start to open up and the churches start to open up, and we're able to praise and raise our hands in glory to God, uh, what an amazing thing! It should also tell us that how precious is our freedom that that we are able to worship, how, how precious it is to be able to go and to come without any impedance. We should never take our freedoms for granted. We should always continue to remember that they were given to us by a holy God, and it's our responsibility to protect our freedoms, to protect uh, our, our houses of worship, and to make sure that we are doing everything we can to maintain and to tell people about the love of Jesus Christ. Um, by the way, just in case, I broke a tooth off, and I have a, a not a bridge, but a thing that's in there. It's called a stay, and it's a little difficult for me to talk. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that wish it was a little bigger so I could I wouldn't be able to talk at all, but no, no I, <laughs> I can talk. Uh, so, Eileen, I wanted to... Have you say hello to everybody on the show today? Hello. All right. Well, we don't want to expand too much on that. Uh, So how are things going in your life right now? What is the difference in the mission? How does it look to you? How does it feel? So so tell me, since this whole thing has taken over, you've been on the job every day as I have been at Mm -hmm. the mission. We've had a lot of changes that have taken place, temporary changes that, you know, for us, Regardless of what view you might take, the Bible tells us that inasmuch as it is up to us to live peaceable with all men, it also tells us that we need to obey the uh, governing authorities up until they contradict the Word of God. And at that point, then we have to obey God rather than man. So we have certainly tried at the mission to, to go by all the guidelines, have we not? Yes. Absolutely. Another one of those in-depth uh, answers from Eileen Trussell. <laughs> so tell me what the uh, what you see as the differences. Are there anything? Is there anything that we can take away from this? Is going to be uh, that's going to be good? Oh, for sure. Uh, God always moves, and uh, all we have to do is keep seeking Him, and He will reveal Himself to us through His Word through the power of the Holy Spirit, through each other. And being blessed to work at the mission, I get to see in the trenches God moving mightily. Uh, so, for instance, you know, the men in the recovery rehabilitation program 
uh, we're seeing a, a strong connection that they're making at the mission with the Word of God, with each other, with our staff. And I, I got to speak with uh, several of them. I get to speak to them here and there as I'm going throughout the mission. And um, it's always a, a gift to hear testimonies. I mean, to see God work in their lives is pretty amazing, you know, because I know he did for me, and he will for anyone who asks. I think it's also a huge blessing that, you know, maybe for the first time people see that you're not guaranteed tomorrow. <laughs> you know, no matter how you feel about the pandemic that's out there, it should awaken you to the fact that anything can happen at any time. Your life can be cruising along on the highway of life, and you know your destination, you know your get-off points, you know how fast you're going, you know all those things, and it's like having a huge wreck on the freeway. Your life is going along, you're going to work, you're doing those things, day is going to follow night, and we're, gonna, we're just going to have the same thing every day until tragedy happens. And for many people, and one of the biggest segments of our society that I've been praying for is all the small business people that are out there who just simply could not survive being shut down for this amount of time. And so uh, I want you guys to know that, that if you're out of work or you're fearful of what tomorrow holds, that we certainly pray for you at the mission. And to Eileen's point, the biggest and most important thing that we need to worry about is our relationship with God. And if our relationship with God is correct, if it's right, if we're walking with God, then the worst thing that can happen is the best thing. Uh, at some juncture, God will call us to go home. And uh, so it might be the worst thing for our families, but if we're in Christ Jesus, we're going home, and it's the best place for us. And so uh, there's a lot of things that went on now. Eileen was every day at work, and as was I and, and all my staff, actually, excepting for several of the people that were really very old. Uh, we have a couple of part-time people that were in their 80s, and so I asked them to stay home. And Pastor Mooney, uh, whose wife is severely compromised, and we're praying for her. She's, she's been in and out of the hospital for six months infections and uh, cancer, a a tumor. They're trying to shrink that with radiation. And it's been a difficult time for him. And so I asked him to stay home as well, uh, which was good timing because he really needed to be there for this. And may I ask everyone listening to please pray for Roberta Mooney and Tom, Mm -hmm. Pastor Tom. uh, Right now the diagnosis is not good. and so he is really asking for prayer for her, and for he can use it too. He can, and uh, you guys may not know him, but or Roberta, but Roberta is a sweet uh, child of God who is always smiling. She was in pain. I've seen her in the hospital, mm-hmm. and of course I can't go in right now, but uh, we've been over to the hospital to see her. I've gotten pictures from Tom. She's always smiling. Uh, she 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 loves God and she is mm-hmm. truly a servant of God as is Tom. And yeah, so, yeah, whoever she meets, she's going to share her love and her love for Jesus and let you know all about it. 
<laughs> no, and that's true, and that should be true for all of us, that, you know, uh, that nothing that we do or nothing that we say should ever be anything but reflecting uh, God's love and, and grace on us. And yes, sometimes we become discouraged, sometimes we become fearful, but it shouldn't be a place that we live in. You know, it should be a temporary moment that, that we're experiencing something and moving on, remembering the grace of God that's, that's always with us. And it's always according to his will. We don't always get our prayers answered the way we want it, but it's always for his glory and, and for our good. One way or another, as long as we have hope for being with him, for today and for eternity, that there's where our peace that surpasses all understanding comes from. So having said that, do you ever in your walk, and you've been walking with Christ a long time, do you ever feel those moments of discouragement, those those moments of separation, those moments that that things may not seem fair to you? Oh, sure. Do yes. you live there? No. Uh, when I get there, I get terrified. That's when fear comes in. <laughs> it's because like, okay, this is not where God wants me to be, nor do I. And and the good news is the good news, right? Uh, picking up the Bible, um, praying, even confessing to a friend. Uh, there are so many things that God has equipped us to do to not have to be in that place for long you know, I was thinking of uh, 2008 was a monumental year for many people, including my, my family, my husband and I. And we went through, you know, the loss of our business, the house we built, you know, uh, our finances. Uh, we're at a point we were concerned about buying milk. And, and it was a very difficult time in our life because everything we built up, we it just went away. And... Um, we tried so hard to hold on to it, and um, and we had two little girls at the time, and we were worried about their life livelihood, and you know just to get by without having such a crushing effect. And uh, but what always was at the forefront of every day of my life was, but I trust God, and I know He takes He promises He'll take care of all of our needs. And so the the difference between wants and needs, I have learned. And uh, we, thank God, never were homeless, and we've made it through. Uh, we've just each day kept working on uh, what does God want us for next, what he wants us to do next. And, uh, and you know, we, we've rebuilt our lives, not where we were, but it doesn't have to be that way. We have joy today. We have uh, a lot of good things going on in our lives. And even during that time, we had, we found ways to live life without spending money that was truly joyful, and, and it stuck. There's a lot of great things that came from that. And so anyone who's going through a hard time right now um, with finances, and I, I feel for you, I understand, and if you want to call me and talk about it, I'll, I'll pray with you. <laughs> um, but there's... We always have promises to hold on to, his promises, that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He loves us unconditionally. 
and he will always provide, take care of our needs. And it's so true. It is true. I just read a little thank you card from one of your daughters, and I could see that this young woman was a woman who is walking with Christ, who who understands forgiveness, who understands sin separates us. And I, I told Eileen today, there's just nothing more we want for our children over and above that true walk with Christ, and that's what I want for myself and for my staff, for Olga, my wife, and children. There's, If we have those things, we, we truly are rich. And I wanted to uh, just read this to you. I said, so I know some of you are, are, are truly frightened and truly uh, depressed. So Romans 8.31 starts off mm-hmm. uh, this way. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall we not with him also freely give us all things? Will he not give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? I want you to hear that. Who can bring any charge against you? No matter what, they can bring a charge, but what that means is it won't stick. Mm-hmm. They can try you for anything they want. They can accuse you of anything you want, but you are justified before the Lord, the Lord God Almighty, and there's no doubt about that. It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also makes intercession for whom? Us. He makes intercession for us every day. Who shall separate us? And here's what I want you guys to hear. And I want me to hear. Because sometimes my heart becomes a little crusted over with a little bit of hardness. And I forget that I'm a child of God. And that that I am justified before the Lord, not by my works, but by his grace. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, persecution or famine, nakedness or peril or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to the slaughter. That's what the world accounts us to, as sheep to the slaughter. But what God sees is his children who suffer and who will be justified in the end. When it says that, that we will never be brought to shame, it doesn't mean that the world may not shame you, but it does mean before the hand of the living God on the day of judgment, you will not be ashamed because you can claim the name of Christ, and he is the one that justifies, and he's the one that gives you peace in these circumstances goes on to 37 to say, and yet in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And by the way, 
I am one of those people that believes that salvation is eternal and that when you are truly a saved person, you are saved forever. And so when it says that no created thing can ever separate you from the love of God, you're one of those created things, not even you have that power. The question is always the same, are you in Christ Jesus? But having said that, if we know we are in Christ Jesus, if we have laid our lives before him, if we have asked him into our hearts and we have given up our, ourselves to him and made him Lord over all things in our lives, then he said, none that come to me, I will turn away. None the Father has given me will I ever lose. And so if in this whole pandemic, even if there's another pandemic around the corner, even if the world is turned upside down, no matter what the case is, we are more than conquerors through Christ who saved us. And he is never going to leave us and forsake, or forsake us. And so we need to be comforted, do we not? What and what does this have to do with Union Gospel Mission? Everything, it, because that's why we're there, and that's why we have men on the rehabilitation program, and why we help the homeless and the poor is for that very reason. We want everyone to hear the word of God to believe, right? Romans one sixteen. Yep. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Amen. Uh, and it is the gift of God to all those who will believe. That's right. It says that it is a power unto salvation to all that will believe. And uh, to your point, we have men on the recovery program, the, the rehabilitation program, that were out of prison off the streets. And these are not mm-hmm. men that are standing on the corner trying to get your attention. These are men that are seeking uh, transformation in all ways. And you've seen that. And it's amazing. Here, the men, many of them were on the streets, drug addicts, uh, alcoholics. Um, they were in crime. They uh, l- abandoned their families. They had horrible life, lives from childhood. The stories many. that you hear of what happened to them is just unbelievable. And yet they come to the mission, and then all of a sudden— uh, you know, we were just talking about like some of them that have fallen away, you know, just, you know, after they graduated, some will relapse, some will not stick to That's right. the word of God, or maybe they didn't really receive Christ, you know, by the time they left, that's going to happen, right? But, you know, like, we can't have any ex- expectations from them today. They're, they just started their new life. Um, when you know it's a short period of time they're with us, nine months from just being outside the gates of hell, pretty much, right? To exactly. now um, starting a new life, and so it is amazing what God can do and where their the hope is for their lives. And when you do then see, look at all of our staff, many of the alum uh, our alumni you know, that are just beautiful men and godly men. Absolutely. I see transformed lives all the time. I see even amongst the staff and myself as we go through things, growth. 
nobody ever arrives. <laughs> right. We're still oh. all in that process. <laughs> well, the flesh is strong. <laughs> the flesh is strong. And although we are not ruled by the flesh, we are still prone to listen to it. We're not slaves to it, but we can still hear the beckoning voice of our own flesh to do what we ought not do, to think uh, that that surely God has forgotten my situation or whatever the case is. I do a daily devotional uh, with my wife every day, and many of the people, including Eileen, uh, mm-hmm. has the same book. It was given to me originally by Pastor King, one of the chaplains at the mission, and I read it every day. Uh, I, New Morning Mercies? Yeah, New Morning Mercies. Paul David Tripp. Yep, exactly right. And uh, one of the interesting things about it is he talks a great deal about our, our being uh, grace amnesiacs. Yeah. We forget how much that God has done for us. We forget that God is sovereign and holy, and we forget sometimes that he knows better about everything than we do, right? Right. And so I read a little, partially, I haven't finished it, a book about Paul David Tripp, and he he's a sick man who's never going to mm-hmm. get well again. Mm-hmm. And when he got sick, he was doing well, speaking tours, writing books, all those kind of things. But through this all, you can still see the faith of the man is placed in Christ Jesus. And he freely talks about that time in the hospital when he was screaming for God to take him home because he's in so much pain. But God never promised that we wouldn't have pain. Right. He never promised we wouldn't have sorrow as the reciprocal is true. He said, in this life, you will have trouble. Yeah. But ultimately, we are more than conquerors. We are. And so it's uh, it's a wonderful thing. And the mission... Folks, I I don't know if you've ever come down. Once this thing is over, you're welcome to come and let let me give you a tour, or Eileen, or Steve, or any of the people that are there. I try to give the tours if I'm there, just so you can see what it is we're doing. And our guys on the program have been, oh, they've really been wonderful through this thing. Mm-hmm. They want to help the homeless. We feed hot meals every day to them, to the the people from the street, but we have to do it outside at the gate because we can't let them come in. And our guys have said, Pastor, we we're, one of them said, I heard a rumor we're going to stop doing this. I said, we're not going to stop doing this. He said, oh, good, because they need us. This yeah. is a man that used to not care about them, but yeah. he does now. And I get that from a lot of our guys. And the only thing that can change that is when a person is transformed, right? Right. Otherwise, you're self-seeking and selfish. Um, by the way, uh, just a little plug for things. If if you know a manufacturer that could get us some disposable gloves, we're, we're needing them pretty soon. We only have about 30 seconds. Eileen, anything you'd like to say before we go? Well, I wish everyone uh, good health, keep well, Seek the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and uh, and thank you uh, for your your support. We are truly blessed too financially as well. Thank you. Yeah, it's really true. Um, so when they asked me to make a solicitation, uh, 
from a mailing company about the COVID-19, I said, no, because you guys have always taken care of us as God has. So until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.